Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Shane Dunn. He's the Managing Director of Independence. He has been with Independence for years and years and years, seen it go through ups and downs and ins and outs and everything in between. He's a production manager with the Coronas, co-founder of Music Cork, and he's also a promoter with MCD. So Music Cork is a music showcase that takes place in Cork. I think that's fairly obvious from the name. It takes place on April 25th this year. It's got a great list of um, speakers at the event. It's it's a music, music industry showcase. So like Isaac Green from Columbia Records. Caroline Downey is the manager of Hosier and Hudson Taylor. She's going to be at it speaking. And yeah, there's there's lots of names. Um... Shane also explains quite a few of the people who are going to be there and why you might want to get yourself down to Cork for what's a really good event that started last year. Um, I didn't get to any of the speakers, but I did get to one of the showcase gigs and I thought it was really, really good. This year they've got kind of a big special show uh, in the Opera House on Wednesday, 25th of April. Tickets 15 euro features Hermitage Green, The Stripes, Stephanie Rainey, and Fontaine's DC, who are going to be big. There's also other bands playing across Cypress Avenue, Crane Lane, The Brogue, and The Old Oak on Thursday, the 26th of April. Laboom, Eric Cody, Roe, Kojak, Leisha, 1000 Beasts, State Lights, Leela Vargan, Tebby Rex, Thanks Brother, and lots more. Thanks Brother, I wonder is that a Hulk Hogan uh, influence name? Independence is back again this year as well, 3rd to the 5th of April, or uh, 3rd to the 5th of August, in Deer Park in Mitchellstown, Primal Scream, Jake Bug, Walking on Cars are your headliners, it's got lots of uh, good Irish acts like, like Galaxy, Wyvern Lingo, De Laurentos, and it's also got the Urban Village, kind of a new stage this year, which we talked about it with Shane, so I won't spoil it too much, but it's Really, really good. And there there are Fontaine's DC right in the middle of the poster lineup. Bitch Falcon, Loa, Anya Cahill, Blizzards, and so I watch you from afar. And so I watch you from afar. Wouldn't you think that they'd be near the top rather than kind of the middle now? They kind of they gone backwards. I don't get it. But yeah, it's a really, really good lineup. And yeah, Shane also promoted the Sigrid gig, gig uh, in the Olympia recently so we get a little bit into that so a little bit of everything really fun chat with Shane really honest uh hard-working guy uh so yeah here we go here's Shane Dunn on the point of everything so it sounds like you have a busy day you're a busy man these days um yeah I guess yeah it, it is um busy just with because there's a number of festivals that I work on but then with independence obviously which is one that myself and a few of my friends own so um, you know, trying to kick all the boxes, like it's the actual booking of them and kind of the, I suppose, the cooler side of the industry is is, the, is by far and away the, the easier and the shorter bit now these days. You know, it's a, a lot of it is the time consumption is on the elements of your license, you know, so dealing with Gardaí, Fire, Council, you know, HSC, emergency services, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's busy, but um, it's good, you know, it's good, it's good that, it's all going well. Um, it was a lot harder when you were really busy and losing loads of money. It's <laughs> easier now. When when were you losing loads of money? Like when did that finally stop? And you were like, okay, this is finally viable. Um, like it was, we kind of fell into independence by accident. In that there was a festival in Midtown for like right through you know when I was growing up. 
Um, and then in the early kind of two, what, 2003, four, lost quite a lot of money and kind of by default ended up involved and then kind of taking over and independence kind of started in 2006 in the square in Michigan. It was a free one stage kind of gig and like they, they used to, that used to lose money every year, but only kind of small money, you know, four or five grand and you kind of do an old fundraiser and create Christmas time and cobble it together and go again kind of thing. But, um, in 2008, we had a really big crowd on the Sunday at that and were kind of swiftly summoned into the guards barracks on the Tuesday to be told, you know, like you, you can't do that again. Like you, you have to control it and ticket us and, you know, whatever. So 2009, it was the first kind of independence in, in a field with camping and all the rest of it. And it was really wet. It was a really bad site. Um, that lost a lot of money. Uh, 2010 was the first year in Deer Farm. That lost money. 11 lost money. 12 probably just about broke even and maybe over 13 and 14 you were kind of clearing what was lost in 9 10 11 you know so like really i suppose what five six years of of no income at all from us you know um so it, it takes that kind of time it's probably the mistake a lot of you know when you see like this year there's a bit of money back in the market there's a, a bit of recovery you know for the moment until trump or Putin presses a button and <laughs> World War Three, and you know plunges us back into the depths of depression. But um, at the moment there's money back in the market, so there's new events popping up, and I think what a lot of them kind of don't realise is that um, you know they, uh, it's very expensive, and you probably will lose money in your first two or three years, and you know if you're not prepared for that or planned for that, then you're in the wrong game, really, you know. So, so you had planned for that, and like you weren't get, no. like pulling your hair out. You weren't pl- pulling your hair out like uh, yeah. in two thousand nine, ten, eleven. Like constant losses. Yeah, no, why did you yeah, keep we going? Had, we hadn't planned for it, I guess. But I suppose we were all, you know, we all had full time jobs. You know, like I was still working in the Department of Ag at the time. Um, so we were able to kind of carry it, I guess, that way. You know, and like it was for the first few years, it was more of a hobby, nearly than a get a job, you know, so, um, but it was like, it was, it was difficult, you know what I mean? It was, there was an awful lot of, um, was of, of kind of head scratching and maxing out of credit cards and, and big borrowing and stealing and cutting deals with suppliers to, to tide it over for those first few years. But like, I suppose, you know, Ireland was in depths of recession as well at the time, which at the time didn't help, but where it's helped with the likes of independence now is like, it, it was, it's an event that grew or developed in a recession so you know we've we've managed to kind of maintain a reasonably low cost base which you know means we can kind of keep our ticket prices at a at a reasonable level and you know do early birds at quite a, at a cheap ticket price and stuff because you know i suppose we learned our trades if you want to call it that when there was no money like you know when you had to when you had to sell tickets cheap and when you had to kind of you know, pay big deposits, you know, 70, 80% up front to suppliers and to bands because, you know, everybody was worried about not getting paid. Um, so it probably gave us a kind of a good business ethic or a good system, you know, internal system within the company, like on the real boring elements, the business bit of yeah. the music business. Um, that helps us now, you know, like the, the systems are still there. Like, you know, I own the festivals, but like I'm still out there taking port to lose off trucks, you know, and like the other lot, the other mates who were shareholders or, you know, one of them's the site manager, or two of them are the site managers, one of them runs all the ticketing and one of them runs all the digital and socials and does all the artist liaison. Like we're not out there walking around, 
you know, with a beer in our hands, having the laws, you know, for the for the weekend, like we all work at it, which doesn't happen at a lot of um, at a lot of events and even smaller events. You know, they're once they get a bit of success, they just start hiring hiring people for all the positions and you know and kick back. So we we haven't done that probably because the whole thing developed in a yeah in the recession. A boring I, one for I, like one. Of- <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, like, at this stage, like, does independence run itself? But obviously not. Someone has to bring in the port lose, and it just happens to be the person who organises the whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah, look, we have we have a lot of really good staff now, and, like, it has changed, and a lot of it had to change, because, like, when it was, you know, two, three thousand people, it was a lot easier to manage than, you know, now at kind of 11,000, 12,000. And, like, you know, under the terms of your of your license from the council, like, you know, you have to have people in certain positions who aren't, you know, monetarily involved, you know, so you have to have an event controller and a safety officer and a medical coordinator and, you know, a fire escape company and all this kind of stuff. So like, you know, by bringing in all those people to do all those roles, it obviously does take an awful lot of stuff off of us, but yeah, we're still there. We still work, you know, we still do the building, the break, you know, um, it's three weeks on site. Like it's, yeah, we still do it. Like I, I can't see that element of it changing. To be honest, I think in a way it's quite enjoyable, especially if you've been in the office for you know eleven months of the year, eleven and a half months, and it's nice to put on the boots and and get a socket wrench and put up some fence. You know, every every now and again. Um, like I, I like that the lineup is kind of you know constantly changing and or you know that music is constantly evolving and stuff. And this year you've got the Urban Village. You announced that yesterday, probably last week. By the time people hear this podcast, but it kind of shows like just how much like music has changed. That you have all of these rappers and hip hop artists and kind of have been able to give them their own space. That would have been unthinkable like ten years ago, wouldn't it? Yeah, and like you know what it's. I'm not going to lie to you and say that, like, I've got my finger on the pulse of all this stuff because I don't. Like, I'm, you know, very nearly 40 years of age and, like, you know, my my hip-hop, my urban um, education came from, you know, NWA and Wu-Tang and, you know, like, stuff, DOC, like, going back to the, you know, the 80s and the 90s. Um, but what's happening in Ireland now is that music is, is changing. Like, like, you know, this is a full stage for two days of urban acts, and they're all Irish. You know, they're, this is not us bringing in, you know, urban acts from the UK or, you know, from, from London or from, from the States. Like, these are Irish acts. These are Irish, you know, born and bred for the most part. And, like, the what's happening is, like, you know, these acts are now selling out button factories and selling out the Academy in Dublin and selling out venues in Cork. Like, and, you know, it's at the end of the day, you know, when we started out, we called the festival independence, but we've always had a broad demographic of stuff. You know, like we're not afraid to book, you know, dance acts or hip hop or trad or, you know, we, we put on, I suppose, what people want to hear. Um, and like you, you think as well, you know, festival tend, people tend to go in groups of six, eight, ten people. Um, and they don't always all, all like the same thing, you know, so it's, it's good to have a, you know, different genres and different demographics at it. But, you know, it's exciting. It's, it's a, a young booker that I work with in MCD, Patrick, um, who's, who's who's put it together. Um, and it's I've got, we're excited about it. Like, it's it's something new for us. You know, we didn't want to just dot them around, you know, on other stages. And we wanted to give them 
their own tent, you know, their own space for the weekends. That's that's about what they're about. Like it's it's not huge, it's like three hundred capacity, but you know, I've got a feeling it'll be it'll be pretty full, you know, all Saturday and Sunday. So um good to change it up. Looking forward to it, but I I think it's smart, you know, I'm not again gonna kinda tell you that, you know, we've done it um we want to obviously support these acts we want them to develop but also it's it's what people want there's a huge market there for it now so you know we're we're trying to cater to our audience like you just mentioned that it can be hard sometimes to keep your fingers on the pulse like i find that as well you know like you can not pay attention to new music for a month and then suddenly feel like completely out of the loop so is that where you kind of like have a good team around you who are telling you like oh you need to listen to these guys you need to go see these guys you need to book this band? Yeah, like, I think, like, you know, and I, I don't know what age you are on, but, like, I know when I started getting into music, you know, when I was in my teens, like, it was quite easy to keep an eye on it. You know, you had a couple of shows on the radio you listened to, maybe, maybe you know, you'd know disco on TV, you know, you had a couple of other music, like, obviously, like, Top of the Pops, but, like, and, and MTV, I suppose, when I was very young, was just kind of starting out, but, like, it, it it moved slowly, you know, and you got hot press every two weeks or you got, you know, NME or you got whatever, you know, music magazines that were monthly publications or fortnightly publications. And you had a lot of time to see what was new, but now it just moves so quickly, you know, it, it with, with obviously the you know, digital age, and, you know, with streaming and with, you know, YouTube and with just every, all of the, the fact that, you know, someone can, can make a, make music on a Friday in their bedroom, you know, do a quick mix and master and have it online the same day, like is is phenomenal. And like it makes it very difficult to to keep up with. And you know, for me, like because, you know, when you get to a level of, you know, for myself with independence, but then like in kind of other, you know, jobs that I do where, you know, where I work with the coronas or I work with MCD or, you know, everything else. Like I spend an awful lot of my time in the car, like going to the, going to meetings, I spend an awful lot of time in meetings, doing the kind of boring stuff. So you do need to have, you know, people in your in your work circle, you know, who whose primary focus is music really, you know, and it's what's happening and what's coming up and you know, they help you by by telling you about about Teddy Rex and Eric Crowley and Kojak and, you know, Mango and Mathman and that kind of stuff. And you help them on the other side, you know, you, when, when they get, you know, they're working with, with, with Mango, but, you know, who knows in 12 months time, that could be an Olympia. It could be, you know, an opera house in Cork, you know, it could be a, you know, two years time, it could be a tree arena. And like, you know, the younger bookers who were dealing with them have the, the good ears to know that they're good and the relationships with these acts. But, you know, I suppose when they get to a level where they, they're going to sell 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 tickets, they need me to help them, you know, to, that booker needs me to help them for those first few shows till they gain the experience of doing shows at that level and you know that's the kind of the I suppose the, the group that we have now you know and like that's we've worked with that we've, we've pulled these people in and we work with them and you know for me we kind of try and hire you know even if it's only people you know college levels who are just looking for short term you know three months for the summer and we try and hire you know two or three or four every year and and listen to them, you know, and when they tell you that something is good, you know, you go and follow up on it. And yeah, hopefully this is the start of this rather than just a one-off with the with the urban village. That's great. Um, And like, as if you weren't busy enough with independence, you also are two weeks out from Music Cork. You started it last year. Like, how, how did the first year go? Did it always 
was it always going to be like a multi-year thing or were you like oh this is so successful yeah, we have like, to do it again I guess like it goes back to that kind of that circle really like you know we as a, as a, as a group of industry music industry heads that, that kind of hang around together at you know different things and, you know all you know, from mid twenties up to mid forties, maybe age group, but we would meet always at you know Eurosonic or the Great Escape or you know different um, international kind of events and kind of music industry conferences and um, the the general consensus amongst the wider groups and not just the, the four or five of us that are involved, but again you know amongst the kind of twenty of us that would regularly meet at these things was that there wasn't a business focused one in Ireland and that um to be honest look. This this whole thing started quite drunk, um, and that's like a lot of these good ideas, you know. Start with you know seven or eight of us who who had been at a gig um, that we didn't think was was except was was well run enough, and you know kind of talking about it afterwards and kind of going, you know maybe we should do something ourselves. And so like I mean, last year was quite was put together on a quite short time frame, and you know ended up you know pretty much full, and feedback was fantastic. The, the people who attended it, the, the kind of, the, you know, your managers and your your independent labels, and I like, got a lot out of us. You know, there was acts that showcased that got offers, got offered international offers from you know from major labels in the states that they didn't necessarily take, but you know they used to get better offers elsewhere. Um, you know, the, the the great story at the moment being that like the music supervisor for the Young Offenders having a chat in the bar with with Ashley Keating from the Franks. Um, oh, and we and we and we all know where that ended up, you know, with, with <laughs> unbidden, unbidden Murphy. So like, um, that was the kind of the idea um, to keep it all very informal. Um, like it's small, you know, it's 200, 200, 250 delegates, um, twenty acts over kind of five venues over two nights showcasing. Um, there's a there's a lot of work in it in the kind of the finer detail, but. You know, again, there's this five or six of us in it, and like Jerk Riley and Cork, who, who owns Cypress Avenue and Old Oak, like is kind of the man on the ground, which is great. And he does a lot of the, you know, that more kind of dealing with the stuff locally. And I guess we kind of rock in. Like I'm, I live in Mitchelstown, and but I spend a lot of time in Dublin, so it's great for me to to be able to, well, for all of us to be able to kind of rock in there on the Tuesday, you know, having put it together, but to go in and have Jerz, you know, done all the the legwork and had it all done on the ground. So, um, yeah, like it's going to be full again. The the speakers lineup is, is really strong. I think people will get a lot of really good information. Um, the showcase lineup's really strong. Um, you know, they're all free with the exception of the, of the opera house one. So it's kind of first come first served in the night. Um, and like, I think the key point to it was that it was a really informal network. Like I remember last year on the Wednesday walking, we do this kind of, pub crawl on the, the Wednesday evening after people register. We need a couple of pubs, you know, we don't want to get them too drunk, but um <laughs> and was chatting chatting to a guy from a, a band young band in Cork who who bought a ticket to go and he was really excited because he just had a point with, with Jeff Neal who used his agent, you know, and he couldn't understand like that he was given that access. And that was kind of the one of the things we really wanted to do with it was that like if you have kind of you know like like last year Darkest Speed sat down for half an hour after his keynote and you know spoke to anybody who wanted to talk to him like he's president of Island Records like you know like you don't you don't get that kind of access at most events you know where kind of speaker hiring speakers come in and they kind of shoot in do their bid and leave um you know we've tried to push the speakers as best as possible 
to hang around, you know, to come in on Wednesday, um, do the pub crawl, go to the opening night showcase, hang around all day Thursday, go to the showcases Thursday night. We did a brunch last year on the Friday morning, kind of a wrap up, you know, last opportunity to network um, in Goldbergs, and we didn't think anybody'd show up. Um, but we shouldn't have underestimated the power of bacon sandwiches and free alcohol. <laughs> And it was like again it was it was rammed, you know, and like and it was just again it was great to see like, you know, young managers especially and a lot of it goes back to like the likes of the, the urban stuff, like there's a lot of new managers now, you know, guys that are like just mates of, of that sort of start to get a bit of bit of action and like good to see them even within the Irish industry, so to see a young nineteen, twenty, twenty five year old manager having a drink with like Ken Allen who's, you know, James is a Matt Morrow's manager who's been around for a long time, like different genres, but the business side of it's not that different, you know? And like in that 20 minutes over a point, that that young manager can get an awful lot of, of good insight on kind of what to do and what not to do. And the other great, they build contacts, you know, they build their own networks, you know, and they meet not necessarily just the people, the speakers, but they meet the other delegates, you know, and they start to say, okay, well, I'm promoting shows in Cork you know, small stuff, 100 cap, you're promoting Galway, you know, why don't we double up? We can start offering apps to shows, you know, and there was a lot of that kind of stuff went on. And like, that was the whole idea, was just to bring people together in real informal settings, you know, over a coffee, over a beer, um, and let them kind of build those networks. And, you know, hopefully it benefits the music Irish industry as a whole. Like, there's no money in us. Like, it lost money last year. We all put our hands in our pockets and cleared it off it'll probably lose money again this year, it'll probably lose money again next year. But we just felt that it was needed. Um, so as long as it doesn't lose huge amounts of money and start uh, cleaning us out, you know, we'll, um, we'll keep doing it. Like, we've no public funding for us, you know, um, maybe maybe that'll change down the line. Maybe, you know, we do this year again and do it well again and get really good feedback again. You know, maybe we'll start to, to look at picking up some... Um, or applying for some kind of public funding, you know, Arts Council funding, because it is there and other events are using it. But, you know, we've done this with private sponsorship and our own kind of cash. So, you know, hopefully it benefits the people who attend and if it does, we'll, we'll keep doing it. Wow. Um, like, how come how come you're not a speaker at Music Cork? It sounds like you'd, you should be like the keynote speaker on the, on the Thursday or something. <laughs> It's just the Cork thing on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he just be like, oh. <laughs> um, to get me. I like I, I am like I, I sat on one of the panels last year about festivals. Um, I I might moderate one of them this year. Um, just but like you know we're we're talking I suppose about the people who are like the keynote this year is a lady called Alison Venom, who is the the chair, the CEO of the Worldwide Independent Network. So like she's the chairperson of the grouping of all of the independent record labels on the planet. Like that's, you know, while I like to talk, you know, like this is a very high, high profile individual. So like, I'm not quite, not quite at that level, uh, as just yet, but, um, like, yeah, look, look, like I said, I'll probably, I will probably moderate one. Um, we do a really interesting panel, but also quite an entertaining one called agents versus promoters. Um, where obviously, you know, if you're promoting shows, you, you kind of tend to deal with the agent. And there's lots of uh, of the kind of the legality side of it and contracts and exclusivity clauses and, you know, what you pay and, you know, versus deals and all that kind of stuff. But like um, agents and promoters, while we need each other and like without the promoters, there's no agents. 
and we like to fight and argue. So that panel was very entertaining last year. I think it would be the same this year, and I think I'd be quite happy sitting there as the moderator, just taking the pins out of the grenades and <laughs> chucking them into the middle of them and leaving them out of us, you know. So, um, yeah, I think I think that would be a really, you know, really good one. Like you've got Maria May, who's one of the most high-profile um, dance music agents on the planet, you know, like the likes of David Guetta and Robin Schultz, people like that. As an agent, Adele Slater, who's Liam Gallagher's agent, um, Alex Bruford, who's the boss at ATC. So they're the kind of agents on us. But then you have Ciro Romano, who owns Love Supreme Festival in the UK, and Brian Spallin, who's you know an MCD promoter, but you know promotes stuff like Kenneth Vital and Balsonic, Malahide, like you know lots of really really big shows. So you could see the five of them having a right good uh, punch up. So looking forward to that one. And and do you fit this all in? Do you have a day job with MCD? Yeah, yeah, consultant. Well, kind of, yeah. So I spend two days a week in the office up there, but then I work uh, like full time. Um, so I do kind of my own my own shows um, with MCD. So like I promote Stereophonics, Sigrid, NF. Um, what else have I got coming up? Lots of other, lots of other small shows, but um, they're probably the at the moment. Stereophonics a couple of weeks ago, and Sigrid was two weeks ago. Just coming back now for picnic. Um, and then NFs in a couple of weeks' time, and yeah, just and then do some project management for them as well. So work on some of their bigger shows. But and did you did, did you get to see the Sigrid show in the um, academy? Yeah, it was my show, so I promoted that show. So yeah, it was that a chance? And, and like you, you got to you got to like experience it. Did it feel like a special moment? Like yeah, she's 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 an absolute superstar. Like she's she, and like so um, so down to earth. Like well, she's she's quite young. Um, she wasn't feeling the best actually on the day. She was kind of in bed for a lot of it, just feeling a bit feeling a bit ill. But um, like so she actually dropped her and a couple of the band back to the hotel after the gig. But um, she's yeah, she's she's going to be huge. Like there's no, I think sometimes you just know. But what I loved about the gig, and it's it's quite a it's quite a, a weird maybe line but like I have an 18 month old daughter and the first thing when I got home so I came home to Cork after the show that night and kind of you know got into bed and woke my wife and you know she was like how was the gig I said the thing I was most impressed about was that it was a 14 over 14 you know all ages kind of show and everybody it was maybe 80% girls and they were all in baggy chains and jumpers and converse and I was like as the father of an 18-year-old girl, I was delighted to see this, that there, is a, that there is a role model, you know, in music for young girls, you know, that they like her for her art, you know, and it's it's not, you know, like, kind of nothing on, you know, which, look, at the end of it, it's fine, and that's that's a market, and that's what it is, but I think, yeah, my, uh, my paternal instincts were <laughs> uh, really twigged by that one, but the show was amazing, like, everybody knew every word to every song, um, there was a lot of parents there because you know under whatever under 16 the companies the parents knew every word to every song um, it was yeah it was phenomenal um, so yeah like there's absolutely no doubt that uh, that girl is a superstar and and just finally um, Manchester United fan to Manchester United fan how how do you feel about this season do you feel like <laughs> Mourinho's going to sort it out do you think that like are you happy music podcast um, uh, I gotta ask you I, I don't know. I've got a. 
I've got a serious, a bit of a love-hate um, issue with uh, Jose. Um, like, I guess I am, um, you know, been a United fan since I was six, so at 32 years, started off not great, went through, obviously, all the Fergie years, and it was it was really, it was, you know, it was great, but uh, um, no, I don't know is the answer. I think, I think the squad was left in pretty rag order when Ferguson left. I think it was always going to be a tough ask. I don't like the style of play. I don't think any United fan does. I think we just had 20 years, you know, of, of high quality attacking football under Ferguson, and maybe it's, it's difficult to stomach now. But I think if he's given a couple of years, and if he'll stay for another couple of years, I think he will get it right. But I think uh, he's not known for staying, you know, at clubs for too long when you know when not winning. So let's see. But uh, yep. it's been over last week. I've been over a couple times recently. And, Second half against Swansea was was very difficult to watch. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, on on that note, I suppose. Listen, thanks for your time, Shane, and best luck with uh, the Port Lose and with Music Cork and with Independence <laughs> and and everything else that you got going on. Thanks very much, John. Talk to you later.